Well, we'll make a start again on this little book, this little epistle from Jude. We will have quite a few readings from the Word of God. And for this reason, I'm going to just have a prayer. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. O God, we pray in Jesus' name. Verse 4 in Jude. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God, our Lord Jesus Christ. I suppose a title for our talk this morning could be You Have Been Warned or even We Have Been Warned. Our Lord warned his disciples of such people as described here in verse 4. So turn to Matthew chapter 7. And we'll start reading at verse 15. Matthew 7, verse 15. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. The rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded 
upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had entered these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. That's an interesting little verse there, dear Deacon. He taught them as one having authority. We have the authority of the word of God. We have the instruction to preach and teach the word of God. And we pray that we will speak with the authority of the word of God. So here Jesus was saying it's by their fruits we shall recognize these ungodly men who are turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Many will come in that day saying Lord, Lord we prophesied in thy name and cast out devils in thy name but the voice of God will be heard then I will profess unto them I never knew you they may have been able to duplicate or copy the works of God. But they were corrupt trees bringing forth evil fruit. And it's by their fruits ye shall know them. Now there's a prophecy in Ezekiel 22. Ezekiel chapter 22. Which I want to look at. I think it is a very good example of what our churches are like in these days. Verse 17 And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, the house of Israel is to me become dross. All they are brass, and tin, and iron, and lead, in the midst of the furnace. They are even the dross of silver. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, ye are all become dross. Behold, therefore I will gather you into the midst of Jerusalem, and as they gather silver and brass and iron and lead and tin in the midst of the furnace all the dross in the middle of the furnace 
and I will blow fire upon it to melt it. So will I gather you in mine anger and in my fury, and I will leave you there and melt you. Yea, I will gather you and blow upon you in the fire of my wrath, and ye shall be melted in the midst thereof. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto her, Thou art the land that is not cleansed, nor rained upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion ravening the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things, and they have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned mine holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean, and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves ravening the prey, to shed blood and to destroy souls, and to get dishonest gain. And her prophets have daubed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus said the Lord God, when the Lord God hath not spoken. He hadn't spoken, but her prophets and priests were saying, Thus saith the Lord God. And then God says, The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, said the Lord. Now that's an amazing prophecy that God was giving to Israel. They had failed miserably in what he had intended for them. And it's a picture of what we see happening round about us. 
People are saying peace, peace, when there is no peace. The churches are not preaching the full gospel of Jesus Christ. Her priests have violated my laws and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean. These verses are a solemn warning. And Jesus said there were going to be ravening wolves coming in and destroying the flock of God. And the only other place I could see where ravening wolves was mentioned, strangely enough, was in this passage in Ezekiel, which God was forecasting against Israel, who had failed so miserably. You know, in John 10, we have the words of the Lord Jesus. John 10, the first verse of this well-known passage. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he called his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. He will lead us in this dark world. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. And Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Abundant life in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he wants for you and me. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is in hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the 
wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and have known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Our Bible reading note on our calendar uh, yesterday, I think it was, had an interesting story. The chap writing the note had been looking round a farm for young delinquents and chaps who'd got into trouble. And there was one young lad there and he got talking uh, to the writer. And he was talking and he said, well, how many sheep are you looking after? And there was a couple of hundred sheep in this big shed where they were lambing. And he told the story of how he had been given a lamb by the farmer. The lamb had had a broken leg and they were going to kill it. But instead of that, he gave it to this young fellow. He made a splint for the lamb and he tended it day by day. The little lamb slowly began to recover. And after a few weeks, it was running around like all the other lambs. The writer said to him, which is your lamb? Hundreds of them. Oh, he said, I know it. And he said, which one is it? And he called, I think it was called Lottie or some name like that. In any case, he called the name. And away in the middle of the shed, the little lamb went, ma, and came running over to him. It recognised the voice of the young chap who had tended it and brought it back to uh, normality. I thought it was an interesting story in relation to that passage in John. The sheep hear his voice and they know his voice. They don't know the voice. If, if they, the writer had called for that, the sheep wouldn't have bothered. But the little lamb knew the voice of the one who had saved it from going to the slaughterhouse. Interesting. 
but you know there are many wolves seeking to scatter the sheep in God's church. As I was saying, the only other place I could see where ravening wolves was mentioned was in that passage in Ezekiel. But you know, when Paul was leaving the elders from Ephesus, we'll just read this passage again. Acts chapter 20 and verse 30. That says, also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. The situation was Paul was on his trip, and it was going to be his last visit to Ephesus. I'm reading from verse 17, one of his missionary journeys. And from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus. Obviously, he couldn't get, because of some arrangements or other, he couldn't get right to Ephesus. So he sent a message from Miletus. And he called the elders of the church to come and meet him. When they were come to him, he said unto them, Ye know, from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in ways of the Jews. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you, and have taught you publicly, and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God, and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that ye all, among whom I have gone preaching to the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. He knew that they wouldn't see him again. The Holy Spirit had made known to him that there were problems ahead. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned 
to declare unto you all the counsel of God. That's important. Quite often nowadays we don't have the whole counsel of God being preached. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock. He was talking to the elders of the church. Take heed unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock, ravening wolves. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Those set apart for the service of God. He knew that ravening wolves would come in and also from within themselves, within their own assemblies, there would be those who would rise up and disturb the fellowship in those churches. So we have a warning from our Lord Jesus Christ that there were wolves would scatter the flock. And Paul, leaving the elders from Ephesus, the exact same message. There would be ravening wolves coming in to savage the flock. Now I want to just look at... What John, the Apostle John, has to say. Go to 1 John, chapter 2. And again, we're going to read a fairly long passage here. From the Apostle John. What has he got to say about the churches in his day and in future days? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth 
forever. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. And this is the point. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be able to manifest that they were not all of us. They had been imitating the Christians, but they weren't of us, so they went out. But ye have an unction of the Holy Spirit, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. And he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. Those he wanted to, them to remain in the message that he had given them right from the beginning. Then he goes on. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. And ye need not that any man teach you. But also the same anointing teacheth you all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, abide in Christ, so that when he shall appear, we may have confidence, and not be ashamed before him, that is coming. There were people in his in these churches seducing people, drawing them away. But he says the answer is abide in Christ. Stay close to our Lord and Saviour. And now we're going to look and see what Peter had to say. On this similar subject. Second Peter 2. And verse 1. But there were false prophets also among the people. Even as there shall be false teachers among you. There were false pe 
prophets among the people looking back on the history of Israel. But he says, even so shall there be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. These people had come into the church and they were teaching damnable heresies, even denying the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ had bought them. Acts 20 verse 28, it says, Which he hath purchased with his own blood. We have been bought by our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ died for the sin, your sin, my sin, for the sin of the world. John 3.16 John 1.28 The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. You notice that Peter does not say that these men were redeemed. He says, the Lord that bought them. They denied the Lord and his work of redemption. It says in verse 1, even denying the Lord that bought them. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 20 For ye are bought with a price therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. For those of us who have been redeemed by the blood of Christ we have to remember that we also have been bought by Christ. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. And what a price. The price of our salvation has been paid for all men. The price of our salvation has been paid for all men. But sadly, most do not believe or accept this gift of God, eternal life through the death of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. He that believeth not the Son, the wrath of God, abideth upon him. Ephesians 1.17 In whom, that's in Jesus Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of of his grace. All men have been bought. Christ has paid the price for the redemption of the world. So, in that sense, all men have been bought, but all men have not accepted the gift of God through eternal life, through the Saviour of the world. 
they have been bought. But all men are not redeemed. It's also interesting to note that those in that Peter was mentioning, those who taught this false doctrine, appeared to drift into lasciviousness as well. What does it say in Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 1? But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily bring in damnable heresies, even, the lie, the, the, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring on to themselves swift destruction. But if you read on in your spare time at home, get out Second Peter chapter 2 and read through the list of abominable sins that were also brought in by these false teachers. It seems that they also went into lasciviousness. We have seen now today how Jesus warned of error that will come into the churches. Paul, when he was saying his farewell and in many other passages, he has warned that there would be men who would come in and even amongst their own congregations, their own fellowships, there would be error creeping in. John in his epistles set out that many had left their fellowships and gone out preaching error. Peter, in his second epistle, warned that there were those who had come into the churches teaching error. And finally, we come to Jude, verse 4. For there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. They had crept in unawares. Two errors in this verse 4 of Jude turned the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ now I know we haven't advanced very far in Jude but I think we will leave him here until next week in the meantime, think over the situation Jude was facing in his day. 
see, can you see any resemblance of similar actions in our churches today? Get out your Bibles and read Second Peter chapter 2 in its entirety. And you'll see the problem these early churches were facing. And see what you think of the churches today. Amen.